This podcast is brought to you by Likeable Media. At Likeable Media, we create, curate, and promote content that gets your brand results. So contact us today by visiting likeable.com. All the social ladies, 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 all the social ladies. Now put your phones up. Welcome to All the Social Ladies with CEO of Likeable Media, Carrie Kerpin. Now, Carrie Kerpin. Hey, you guys, it's Carrie from All the Social Ladies, and I am so excited today because I am about to introduce you to somebody who is not only a social media specialist, she's also a meteorologist, storm chaser, space weather geek, and just all around huge weather nerd. That's right. I'm going to introduce you to Jennifer Watson from the Weather Channel. Jennifer had great insights on this interview from when she was a meteorologist back in 2009 and dealing with tornadoes in Tupelo, Mississippi, and how she connected people online with severe weather alerts to her job now at the Weather Channel, where she's looking at different types of content that's hyper-localized based on the weather in your area. The concept of weather and social media is really, really fascinating, particularly because both live in real time all the time, neither sleep. And I'm so excited to introduce you today to Jennifer Watson. Welcome, Jen. Thank you. In general, I've heard that uh, basically if you're on television, your personality in, in any capacity, they want you to have a Twitter handle. They want you to really be able to engage. Where are people looking more? Are they looking more for the corporate presence or are they actually looking for the meteorologist? Where is the communication happening most now as you see it? And this is in mainly the weather world. Um, yes. it, it's kind of both, actually. A lot of people connect with the Weather Channel as well. Um, and it's so it's nice to respond. I think when people tweet at us and they actually get like a response back, it's like they can tell it's a real person. It's not like, you know, a robotic response or a PR response. It's actually, right. you know, me. I'm one of many. So and, and that's a great question. I think it's just both. Some people rely more on their local TV stations for their weather and some rely on the Weather Channel. Um, and so I think it just depends on your preference. Um, but I, I think from our brand perspective, we try to have like we, we don't want to be, you know, uh PR voice or, or something like that. We want to actually sound like a human being because we are. And we well, care. I love that. I yeah. love that you say it sounds like it sounds like what you've done with the Weather Channel is really give it that personalized approach, even though it comes from the larger brand as a whole. It gives it such an approach that feels more like they're talking to an actual person behind the brand. Yeah. And, and that's what, like, I try to do that, but that's also the works of, um, you know, what one of the, my bosses, Renee and, and others here, we, we try to give it that personal voice and that personal touch. So it doesn't sound like a brand. And so like to your question, I do feel like it's just based on the preference of, of who people go to. But I mean, we still, a lot of people ask us so many questions, like, and, and it's good because I love the conversation we have. So it's great. And so how do you, obviously weather is happening everywhere and weather is not the same everywhere. And so how do you 
get the information out uh, in a way that resonates with the communities that are there? Do you have sort of a hyper-localized approach or is it more that you put it out to everyone and then people consume as needed? It is hyper-localized, especially when there's um, weather going on, like severe thunderstorms, there's a tornado watch, um, but we also give out more general forecasts as well that people can consume when it's, you know, easy for them to do so. So it's kind of a variety of the two. And how much of your content is like fun, interesting content about the weather versus reporting on weather events? Do you do a lot of stuff that kind of... uh, brings the fun and light and excitement. You know, I know that you definitely geek out on weather. So other weather geeks out (laughs) there, uh, do you create content for that audience? And if so, how? Um, we do, we do. We love, um, I'm a, a weather tidbit person. I love, um, you know, finding out a unique fact, like this is the third or 10th day in a row. It's we've hit 90 degrees in St. Louis or (laughs) I just, I love those fun weather geeky facts we all do here at the weather channel. So like, I mean, you can't pump those out all the time because some people aren't as geeky as that, but we like to tailor toward the weather geek side too, because we as well are geeks and like to talk to them. Um, so we kind of, uh, pump out a variety of them, but, um, we look at the national weather service data and all sorts of other weather data yeah, and we have meter like over 200 meteorologists here. So a lot of times we'll talk together about fun weather facts and then I'll find like the best one to tweet out or the best couple ones to tweet out. So we, we have a lot of fun with it, actually. <laughs> That's fabulous. And so tell me a little bit about the Weather Channel's social presence. How many networks are you on and how do you decide what network is right for the Weather Channel? Um. Well, it, it's a tough process because we have so many people involved in social um, that we all kind of collaborate together and decide, is this right for us? Um, one of the biggest things we've started doing is periscoping and meerkatting. Um, mm. But we, we have a lot of people um, that monitor and do different platforms because I'm only Twitter and Google Plus where other people monitor Instagram, Pinterest. But we decide what content goes on what platform like Google Plus. There are a lot of engineers and scientists on there. So we like to tailor it like NASA stuff, cool, more sciencey things on there mm-hmm. than the broad forecast that we do do broad forecasts on there. Twitter is more real time. Facebook can be lifestyle, also weather forecasts as well. But due to the algorithm, you know, it, it kind of delays, you know, when people see certain things. So we want to push out a tornado warning on that platform just because someone might see that 10 hours later and be like, oh, my God, you know, so that's kind of how we do it. <laughs> And you have uh, individual people working on specific networks. So you mentioned you work on Twitter and Google+. When you have content that's created, does it then get disseminated to all of the people who work on all the different networks for them to adapt by network? Does it, is there individual content for each network or is it um, kind of a hybrid of the two? Well, it's, a, it's actually a hybrid of the two. That's a great question. Um, since each like stuff that works on Twitter may not necessarily work on Facebook or vice versa, right. um, we have we curate content individually for each platform. But if there's an overall like, you know, the full moon was this morning or something like that, we'll use that topic, but we'll um, do it in a way for each individual platform that works. So um, we'll we'll pump out an amazing picture on Instagram and probably like all the platforms, but the copy that we actually write may be just tweaked a little differently for each individual platform. Um, And we have different people that 
uh, curate the content for those platforms as well and monitor those. But we do also collaborate together when there's one, you know, message we want to get out or something cool going on that we want to get out on all the platforms. So it, it's a hybrid of the two. And Jennifer, tell me a little bit about how at the Weather Channel you measure success. So how do you know something's working? Are you looking at, I guess, in my Barry Bay Network, specifically for you looking on Google Plus and Twitter, are you looking at retweets? Are you looking at links back to the website? What constitutes success? Basically all of that. I would say, you know, you want to have a lot of followers um, and everything like that. Um, but retweets are very good as well. We like people sharing our content, but link, links back to the website. Um, and we sometimes link to YouTube as well. So video views. Um, basically, we measure success like across everything. Everything's important to us. And some people may care more about um, one metric than the other. Some of our, our higher ups. So if everything's doing good, we get a lot of retweets and links back to our website, then it, it's fantastic. And sometimes, you know, a different post will be have more links than, you know, retweets or vice versa. So um, just because one post didn't do good in one metric doesn't mean it wasn't a positive thing for us or a success for us. So it just depends on the different posts we do. And if there's a specific one, we're trying to get links back to the website. You know, if that doesn't do so well, then we're like, oh no, you know, maybe we'll tailor the copy differently or something like that. So it kind of varies between our, our goals and what we're doing, but across the board, we look at everything. Terrific. And I think ultimately, you know, what the Weather Channel can do in social sometimes can't even be measured in terms of how they're able to help people. You know, the, the concept of, of connecting people with their belongings or with their, uh, you know, being safe in their neighborhood is really immeasurable, right? I mean, you can't even put a, put a label on that in terms of measurement. No, you can't. And we can see how far a post has reached, how many clicks it's gotten. And during severe weather, active weather, that's where we get the most engagement, um, the most links uh, back to our website and, and retweets. And, and that makes sense because, you know, there's something, you know, uh, going on. And yeah, there's so a utility around it. You're helping them. Yeah, exactly. And so that's when it's important for us to make sure we get the most important information out because we know it's going to be shared the most. And we want to make sure that people get the information they need to make the right decisions to help save their lives or get them in a better position so the weather won't affect them as much. So we really try to do that. Jennifer, what happens? Obviously, the weather doesn't sleep. So what happens when you guys are dealing with a weather event and it's one in the morning or do you have people around the clock doing this? How does that work for you? Like on Twitter, how would that work for you? If something happens and it's one in the morning and storms are really horrible, are you, are you at your phone or your computer answering stuff or is it more like you have shifts around the clock? Well, I actually don't sleep. I do it all myself. Ah. Of course. <laughs> there is no sleep. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. No. And that's a very valuable question because some people will be like, yeah, I saw that tweet. I'm like, it wasn't mine. Um, but um, I am Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. to 4 p.m. Um, sometimes I will. It's hard to stay away from social because social is always going on 24 seven. So oftentimes I'll, I'll pump out a tweet, not during my core hours, but we've got other meteorologists that also tweet out in my absence. So 
We've got people here 24-7 posting out life-saving information when needed and then also posting out forecasts as well. So it's definitely not all me. I'm, I'm the main core person, yep. but we also have other meteorologists as well that do a phenomenal job contributing to our content as well. And are they doing it 24-7? Like, is there, if I tweeted at three in the morning a question about the weather, would somebody answer or might it be at eight in the morning unless there was a severe weather event? Now we have, there's probably about... Uh, a few hours between like midnight and like three or 4 a.m. Mm-hmm. where it may be delayed because uh, we've got uh, not quite as many people working at that time. Mm-hmm. But usually you should get a response uh, pretty quickly. If it's early morning, it may be, you know, a couple hours. But wow. other than that, we, we try to get back to you as, as quickly as possible. And does everyone who manages the communities at the Weather Channel, are they all meteorologists or do you have some support people who go to meteorologists for answers if they need them? Um, We do have, so I would say maybe about half and half. Um, We have uh, some meteorologists and some that curate content and they're very good at what they do as well. But if there's a weather question, they'll come consult with us and they're like, is this, you know, the appropriate terminology uh, to use for this post? Is this okay to do? And so they will always consult with a meteorologist before posting something if they're not a meteorologist themselves. So um, we we kind of have a variety of the two meteorologists and non-meteorologists doing it. That's great. And so I guess one final interesting question for you about the Weather Channel before I go on to more about you, Jennifer. Does the Weather Channel ever post content that is unrelated to the weather or is it all weather all the time? Have you ever posted anything that was unrelated to the weather? Um, uh, no, not really. We, we don't- Always weather. Um, just about always weather or weather related. Now, on some of our other channels, um, like Facebook, um, you'll notice that um, we do more lifestyle stuff on there, too. We do a mix of weather and lifestyle. So we'll tailor the content and, and the copy to what does is successful on each individual platform. But we're more heavily weather than anything else on the platforms. Awesome. All right. Now tell me about you. So I already know that you don't sleep. <laughs> and I already know that you are in, an international meteorologist of mystery. Uh, but tell me a little bit about you and social use personally. Does working in the space have you uh, want to be on your phone more and want to connect socially more or less? App more, actually. It's hard yep. for me to turn it off because... Yep. It's so much fun. Me, in a brand perspective and my personal accounts as well, I have so much fun with it and it's so fun connecting. It's just, I think most people in social have this problem because it's it's really hard to step away and literally like not post a picture on a vacation or if I see something cool, want to do it on the brand or, or something like that, you know? So I, it's tough to turn it off. I, I try to, but it can be tough. And I'd love to know just some of your advice for people who want to work in social media. Um, and I mean, certainly if there are people who work and who want to work in social media and are interested in being a meteorologist, I'm going to connect them with you immediately. Um, but just overall working in, in social media, any advice that you have for people who are aspiring to be future use? Um, I think the biggest thing is just diving in because when I first started on Twitter and Facebook, you know, you don't know it that well. You don't know it at all until you actually start tweeting and and creating posts and finding out what does well, what doesn't do well. So I think just diving right in and just continuing to learn more. There's 
several blogs and people post articles all the time about, you know, best ways to use this platform compared to this. So do your research, dive right in and have fun too. It's supposed to be fun. You know, it's not supposed to be a stressful thing either. And another thing I, you know, networking on social media is really key and important, even in the job search. I um, connected with a lot of other meteorologists across the country. And by networking with those people, it's helped me get to where I am today. So you never know by just conversing with other people in, you know, your business industry or anything else like that, who you might become friends with or connect with that may help you in the future in like in your career, a job or anything else. So um, just have fun with it. I'm so glad that we connected on social media and I was able to have you on our show today because you are one fabulous social lady, Jennifer. So Jennifer, tell me where people should follow you and follow the Weather Channel. Um, basically the weather channel is, is the weather channel on, on social media everywhere. Um, we're weather channel though on Twitter, you can find us on Facebook, Pinterest, um, Instagram. Uh, also we're periscoping and meerkatting as well too, especially during major or severe events. So that's something we've recently started. You definitely need to check out. We'll tweet out a link and you can watch it from there and also get an alert on your phone. If you're on periscope already, um, you can find me on Twitter at jwatson underscore WX, Jennifer Watson as well on Facebook and Jennifer Weather on Instagram. And you can find me on all sorts of other platforms as well. So yeah, amazing. Well, thanks so much for being on the show and have a great day. You've been listening to All the Social Ladies with Carrie Kerfin, CEO of Likeable Media. You can follow Carrie on Twitter at Carrie Kerfin. To get current social media insights and great tips, sign up for Carrie's weekly newsletter by emailing newsletter at likeable.com. This podcast was brought to you by Likeable Media. At Likeable Media, we create, curate, and promote content that gets your brand results. Visit likeable.com for more information today.